It is good that we are here. For this serves as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, now I can't help it. And maybe you feel the same way too. But I wonder what an adventure it must have been for all of those disciples. For Peter, for James, and for John. Our gospel reading, it places us right smack dab in the middle. In the middle of it all. Right on the heels. Where Peter confesses that Jesus is the Christ. The disciples just got through. Witnessing a miraculous miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. They also experienced Jesus' healing of a blind man and, of course, his walking on the water. Things must have been going well. Peter, James, and John, and all the rest of the other disciples, they were having what I call an adventure of a lifetime. And then it suddenly happened. Jesus boldly speaks up and he tells his disciples that he is going to die. Can you imagine how that must have been? Well, Jesus goes on. And he assures and he comforts his disciples and he reminds them to set their mind on things above, not on things that are below. And six days later, as we read from the gospel text, Jesus takes with him Peter and James and John. And he leads them up on a high mountain all by themselves. Can you put yourself in those shoes? Things again are going great. And the disciples were enjoying themselves. They were on a high. They were with the Lord. They were in his presence. And the scenery, it must have been magnificent. And then Jesus does it again. As our text reminds us, Jesus before their very eyes, he met their more for menno. In other words, he changes right before their very eyes. His clothes were dazzling white. Intensely white as no one on earth could bleach them. But not only this. Then the appearance of Elijah and, of course, Moses. And we see that Jesus is conversing with them. Oh, what is going on here? Now I can only imagine how Peter, how James, and how John, how they must have felt. In verse 6, six it tells us that the disciples were terrified. But then Peter speaks like he always speaks, right? Peter always has something to say. Now I look at Bill, because Bill is just like Peter. <laughs> Always got something to say. But you know what? It's really good to be here, isn't it? It's good to be here 
in God's house. And on that mountain, there with Jesus, with Elijah and Moses, Peter said, "'Tis good, Lord, to be here." In fact, it was so good for Peter that he even suggests that they build shelters so that they could stay. Peter wanted this great experience to keep going. He didn't want the moment to be over. Now, I suppose that if we were there, I imagine that we too would say the very same thing. Tis good, Lord, for us to be here. Please, let us stay. Let us dwell here with you forever. And in some respects, we do experience this in our daily lives. Yes, it is good for us to be here. You see, looking at our text for today, we see the reason, the main reason why it is good for us to be here. As you may well know, this last year hadn't been all that great. After all, we have had our lives filled with events, with turmoil and politics and with COVID and with virtual worship and all these things that separate us from the love of God and each other. And even so, with all that going on, it is good for us to be here. To be in the presence of God. To be hearing His Word. To be reminded that we are baptized children of God. To be here and to receive frequently at His altar His body and blood in and with and under the forms of bread and wine. Yes, it is indeed good for us to be here. I am joyful. I am joyful because today is the first time you get to take a look at your pastor. And he always doesn't preach a good sermon. But nevertheless, it is good for us to be here. It is good to be surrounded by our fellow Christians, our brothers and our sisters in Christ. And yes, indeed, it is good for us to be here. To be singing and praising and thanking God for all that He has done. To be hearing and to be receiving and rejoicing in what God is giving. It is good for us to be here. Can we stay? Now you know that I love to have fellowship with one another. Can we ever dwell together as a Christian congregation? Well, as your new pastor, I certainly can make things difficult, can I? I can preach a long sermon. I can go on for hours and hours and hours. I can talk about all sorts of things. I can talk about fishing. I can talk about cars. I can talk about boring theology, if you will. Or other interests for hours and hours and hours. You know what? I could be just like Paul. And you might remember the story of Eutychus, where Eutychus is sitting in a third-story window. And Paul is preaching his head off day and night. Three o'clock in the morning, Eutychus falls out the window, just bored to death by Paul's preaching. With all that said, 
Isn't it really good to be here? As you see from our text, Peter wanted to remain here with Jesus. He wanted to stay there on that mountain. And today, we are on a similar mountain, aren't we? We are here where Jesus is. Transfigured before us in his word. And of course, through the waters of holy baptism. And of course, through his sacrament of the altar. Together with Moses, the law being preached, convicting us, and with the prophet Elijah, pointing us to the promised one. It is good that we are here. But you see, there's a problem with that, isn't there? I hope you didn't come today to see your pastor, just because it's me. I hope you came here to hear the word of God, because our sinful nature, after seeking all that is good about what is being here, sometimes we respond a different way. Our old Adam in us responds by saying, yeah, it's good to be here. Pastor, I have a lot of things to do today. Come on, pick up the pace. Don't talk so long. You know, Pastor, that we got to go. My favorite sport is on TV, and it starts right now. Come on, come on, come on, Pastor. Can you move this thing just on a little bit faster? But it is good to be here. But don't forget, hockey practice starts in an hour, right? I have to put my food in the oven, and the driveway needs to be shoveled. It is good for us to be here. I, like Bill, have other places to go. But it's good to be here. That is, as long as it fits in my life. You see, this is how you and I think. As sinners, we look at the mountain that we are on. In this case, Mount Zion. And we are glad to be here, well, for a time. But I know we are equally glad, if not overjoyed, right, Bill? When we get to leave and to go back to our regular life. Yes, it is good for us to be here. Well, I guess. But you know what? I'd rather be somewhere else. You fill in that blank. You see, as the gospel for today... As it continues, we see something else, something very different, something after the transfiguration takes place, something after Moses and Elijah, something after Peter asks to stay. We hear a voice from heaven, which comes down and says, This is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased. Listen to him. Reminding us of Jesus' baptism, which we celebrated a few weeks ago, where Jesus is being baptized and takes on our sin. Then verse 8 hits us like a ton of bricks. And suddenly looking around, there no longer saw anyone with them. But Jesus, only Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today, here, in this beautiful place, Jesus is here. And it is good to be here. You see, in the face of our sinful nature, 
with all the things that are going on in the world, it is good to be here. Even in the face of, like I said, our sinful nature, our desiring to be elsewhere, anywhere but here. You see, this is the thing. There, right there on that cross, where the wages of sin is death was poured out for each one of us. And yet we are call it Good Friday. Good not because, well, it was good, but because Jesus was on the cross. Jesus paid for our sin and atoned for all of it. Yes, it is good for us to be here. Because why? Jesus was there on the cross. Tis good, Lord, to be here. Even though you and I deserve the punishment that Jesus took for us, we deserve that death. But Jesus went there for us. And now God, working through the Holy Spirit, He calls each and every one of us here today. Gathered upon His mountain, Mount Zion. Gathered together in His sanctuary. Called by the good news, the gospel, that Jesus was there for us. And also, he is here with us. Because Jesus was there, because he was there on that cross, and in that tomb, resurrected and now seated at the right hand of God the Father, we can say joyfully, it is good for us to be here. So return to God's. You see, here at his house, here on his mountain, hearing his word, hearing his man say to you the words, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, your sins are indeed forgiven. And here at his table, with his body and blood, given and shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins, for the strengthening of our faith. And there at the baptismal font, he saved us, as Titus says, through the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirits. Working through these means to enliven and enable us to say, with all the saints that have gone on before us, including Peter, "'Tis good, Lord, for us to be here, because Jesus was there." So go. And know that the Lord loves you and cares for you and that he is with you every day. Continue to reach out to those who have been gone a while and ask them to return to God's, to return to this beautiful place where we are fed and nourished and loved most of all by our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his name we say, Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus so that you too may say with Peter, Lord, it is good that we are here. Amen. Please stand.